You are listening to an ounce. Season 2, bonus episode 2, Avoiding Emergencies with Locks and Keys, an interview with Jeremy Black of Zippy Locks. You are listening to an ounce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. Hi, Jim Fugate here with an ounce. This is a bonus episode with some practical bits. Right now we're talking with Jeremy Black, who owns a locksmith shop. And I'll let him tell you a little bit about his shop, where he's located, and the service he provides. Hi there, Jim. Um, Okay, so we, here at ZippyLocks.com, we provide um, full-service locksmithing. We have an online uh, store, -store, e-store, e-commerce store. As well, we sell um, wholesale also to other locksmiths and nationwide, actually worldwide now. We're we're shipping all over the world. So anyway, we uh, offer those products and services to our customers, and uh, we're happy to be here today. Awesome. Now, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, if they've got questions about anything that you talk about here today, um, email, phone, how's the best way to get a hold of you and pose a question if they have one? Oh, we've got a few ways. Uh, we You can call us at uh, 425-224-5575. That's a direct line. Or you can go on to our website at zippylocks.com, uh, zippylocks. And uh, you can chat with us right there. We have a live chat that uh, I filled the, any questions you may have with our products that you're looking for or um, services, questions about, you know, remotes keys, that sort of thing. We can help you with locks, and it's all live. Um, Fantastic. Boy, you are technologically advanced there. Hey, um, I need to do a little bit of full disclosure here. I used to work with Jeremy Black as a locksmith, so I've got a little bit of experience there. When he had a shop here in St. George, Utah, and that's where I learned the craft, but that's also where I began to understand that knowing a little bit about a locksmith and what they can do for you is probably really important to a lot of folks. Even though they only interact with a locksmith maybe once and twice at most in their entire lives, knowing a locksmith and the services they can provide to make their life better I think is really important. So that's my disclosure. So, Jeremy, what kinds of things, what kinds of emergencies can a locksmith help somebody with? Oh, my goodness. The most common uh, emergency that we deal with is someone locked out of their home or car and uh, we have various methods for um, accessing those things. We have some spe- specialty tools that we carry um, with us. Uh, most, most locksmiths carry those around all the time. I have a pair or a set, I guess, of uh, pick tools and um, access tools that will access the vehicles. And um, anyway, we carry, uh, I carry those around with me all the time. Yeah, so if if I happen to lock myself out of my car, should I ask a friend to try to help get me in the car? Is there any danger to that? Could I mess the car up if I don't have the key? What should I expect if I call a locksmith? What's a reasonable amount of time and a reasonable charge that I should expect to pay in order to get into my car? And let me add this. Is it worth calling the locksmith and paying that money if I think I can get in myself? Oh, boy. <laughs> that is a fantastic I know, loaded question. question. Loaded, loaded question. question because 
there are so many times that we come where, you know, a friend or, or just some stranger is walking up to the car and trying to help the person get into their car, you know, and they're just a good Samaritan trying to do, you know, trying to just help out. The problem is, is there's seals and wires and all kinds of things now that are down in the doors of the cars and around the door of the of the jam of the car and through the glass and things like that. So when you try to, you know, pry it or, or do, um, without specific tools, trying to do, trying to act, get access through those methods with a wire hanger or some other way, ends up just costing a ton of money. And, and um, most of the time in our experience, it's not that successful. And so the seals around a door, for instance, can run into, you know, hundreds of dollars just for the seals. And if you rip those open, you know, you have to replace the entire seal around it. There's really no way to really repair those right. And that's just to give you an answer. For instance, I've seen uh, bent jams where people pried it back with a screwdriver and done so much body damage, you know. They're in, you know, into hundreds of dollars just repairing the body damage that they've done or trim or things like that. And if they're trying to go down between the glass, you know, if they're prying out the door, you know, they can end up shattering the glass. And I've seen that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we've seen, you know, tons of come up, you know, later where they they still have an access to car and and there's, you know, the damage that they've done before we even have had the opportunity to get there is is pretty substantial. Over over the years, I've seen just a lot of different things that are happening. Most yeah, of the so time with at- our... Go ahead. You're looking at hundreds or thousands of dollars worth of damage by trying to get into it yourself, potentially. So about how much money does it cost to get uh, a locksmith to come out, and how long should they generally expect it would take for a locksmith to come? You know, and it, this varies by area, but I would say anywhere from about $40, $45, you know, up to maybe, depending on, so, you know, it's a real rural area. I think we've gone as much as two, $300 because it was, you know, Two, two hours to get there, as, as Jim knows, driving out to the Grand Canyon area to rescue yeah, someone. But I did do that, and it was a nice drive. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, it, it depends. But what I've seen is is these guys online that advertise, you know, $29 or 20 bucks will come out. And oftentimes they're a scammer from New York or some other call center, you know, that once they get out there, they charge, you know, $20 times 200 you know and you're out 200 bucks or 400 bucks just to access a vehicle and it's just it's a scam and so um most of the time i tell you tell them to find out if that person has a physical location if they've got a physical location that can be verified um they're good chance they're a reputable locksmith and i would start there with with uh trying to discover that and and it's good to find out those things ahead of time before you actually need them <laughs> so that's where yeah. I would start. Say I've lost my keys, and I don't even have them in the car. Is it going to do any good to call a locksmith to have you come and get into my car, or am I looking at some something a little bit more intense here? Um, you know, uh, we can most most reputable locksmiths um, that do autos. Um, there are some that don't do a lot of autos; they just do commercial, residential. So. It's good to find that out up front, you know, ask them, hey, do you do automotive locksmithing? If they do do automotive locksmithing, there's a high probability that they have it mobile and they can come right to your vehicle. They can make the keys. 
right there on the spot. You know, at Zippy, we stock a full, I mean, we stock almost 10,000 keys and remotes now in our, in our inventory. And so, wow. um, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing how many different kinds of car keys and different kinds of remotes are out there for the same vehicle, like a Toyota Camry, for instance. You know, there, there could be three or four for the same year, make and model. Um, mm-hmm. just depending on what features that has in that, in that vehicle. So, so let's say I've got one key and I've lost and I lose it. Is there, it's going to cost me, I remember from working there, and this has been a year or so ago, it could cost anywhere from a hundred to $250 to have that key made so that then I could get into my car and actually use my car because there are electronics and all kinds of things that have to be done, not just cutting the key to a pattern, but programming the key to the car. Can I avoid those higher costs? Is there a way to prevent that problem? Oh, yeah, yeah. So now the technology exists where you can actually take your key to a reputable locksmith. He can stick the key into one of our machines, and it'll, it'll literally scan the key and converts that key to a code. That code can be stored, um, and then later on, uh, you could call that same locksmith and say, hey, you know what, I've lost my keys to the vehicle, and they can duplicate that key uh, and then just come out to the car and program it into the car. Save you a lot of time and money and effort knowing that you've got somebody to back you up. Um, And we do that here at Zippy. You You can bring your keys in for your house, for your cars, and we can scan those things, even the highest security keys. Um, that are that are, that are have to be milled. We can do all of those as well. Yeah, and, and doing uh, that ahead of time can be a real not only time saver but money saver, can it? Oh yeah, yeah. A key code can run. The key codes that the dealers sell <laughs> or make you come to them to get it. Those key codes can be sold from anywhere from about thirty dollars up to about one hundred twenty-five dollars. That's just a code to be able to cut that key, and so. That extra cost, once you come in, can be saved on the other end. So it's well worth your time to 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 get that done ahead of time. How many copies of the car key would you recommend people have, rather than just one? Um, if if you can, I would advise always having at least one spare that you don't utilize on a regular basis. And what that gives you is a backup key that can be you know then accessed and but at least a metal key um, that you keep somewhere. And those metal keys can be, you know, five, five to 25 bucks, um, depending on, you know, what kind of vehicle it is. And mm-hmm. that, that's a cheap insurance policy in my book. Yeah. And that'll open the car if it's a programmed key, but it, no, if it's just a metal key, it won't start the car, but at least you've, you've got the key code. So right. you save a bunch of money there by only spending five bucks and you can open the door if the key's inside you can put your, your key in and drive away. If you don't have the, the, the regular key, the one that's programmed, well, at least you've gotten in, at least you've got a pattern to the key, and the whole recreating the key becomes a whole lot easier. I, I really felt bad for some folks because they would, they would come down to this area in St. George where we're at, and it's a vacation area. They'd bring one key, they'd lose it out in the sands at uh, Sand Hollow or something like that or drop it in the water. And they would really be up a crick for hundreds and hundreds of dollars to have a key uh, built so they could drive home. I, I felt I really felt for them, but there wasn't much else they could do. Yeah, yeah, and we've seen we've seen it where um, you know people come off the they'll go to a dealer and buy a car, 
and the car will only come with one key. And so, you know, they don't, they're so excited about the new car and so excited about things. They don't realize that that one key is, <laughs> that's it. You know, if you lose that one key and some of these keys, um, remote, remote head keys and, and, uh, fobs can run into the hundreds of dollars to replace. And so just going and getting a, an insurance policy of a, of a transponder key, you know, we started around $25 for our transponder keys. Um, and then you got your, your, your programming you know, runs about, you know, 40 bucks or so for most of our stores. And so, I mean, you're into a 65 bucks, but that's a cheap insurance policy to have around. Um, and you know, that's the, just a few minutes. I mean, it takes about 10, 15 minutes to do most of these cars. And so, mm-hmm. Um, if they're not a, if it's not a push button start, so yeah, just the convenience of having the second key is great. But then looking at a situation where you can save, you know, you spend sixty five versus two hundred and sixty five, it's, it's oh, a pretty good investment. It's right, and investment. here, yeah, and then and and here in Washington, where where we live now, um, you know, the keys. I've heard stories now from my uh from my customers that, that have come in you know where they've spent four or five hundred dollars um on a just a simple transponder key mm-hmm. and it's just it's just those stories are amazing to me um to get a lockout you know 185 dollars to get a lockout so yeah. the stories kind of keep coming back and i'm like wow um this mm-hmm. kind of blows me away the, the the expense that can be saved at, at just a little tiny bit of planning yeah, and, and locking yourself out of your car sounds like it's a frustration and a challenge, but it can also be an emergency sometimes. I know in my experience, and, I, and I'd like to hear maybe if you have one to share real quick as well, Jeremy, when I'm done, of a family of, of four or uh, four kids and, and two parents. They were out on the desert hiking, and the key fell out of Dad's pocket into the sand. They did have a cell phone, and luckily they had a cell connection. I happened to be on duty. I drove out as quickly as I could. It was about 110 degrees in the shade. Um, I took a six-pack of cold water with me and literally in some ways almost felt like I saved their lives by showing up with that water. They were about ready to kiss me there um, because they were stuck. They couldn't get into the shade. They couldn't get any water. They were really struggling. It was about to get serious. Um, and they were going to be breaking the windows with rocks on a really expensive SUV. Um, so it can become an emergency quickly, not just an inconvenience, but an emergency if you lose a key. So keep that in mind. Pick out a good locksmith ahead of time and take some of these preventative measures that we've talked about. But there are other emergencies, aren't there, Jeremy? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've done more rescuing <laughs> in the last uh, ten years, and then I, I, you know, it's just it's just amazing how, um, you know, a mom jumping out of a car, you know, just to run and drop something off and back to her car, you know, and she had a small dog and it hit the button on the car and the car's running, and um, she has a run back inside to call from the because her phone and everything's locked in the car, and her little baby's in there, you know. Um, and it's just a hundred degrees, hundred and ten degrees outside in St. George, you know. And and it, if this was like a one single event, it would have been, you know, I could understand it. But it was just over. It happened over and over and over again. And so we saw that um, and experienced that in a real way. And so um, just 
just seeing how quickly um, things can turn turn bad um, mm-hmm. just makes even more sense to be able to make sure you do some preventative um, thinking ahead of time to make sure you're covered. Because even with the car keys lock, some of these vehicles are not supposed to lock the keys in the car, and and that they do because they're in a spot where maybe the they're not being the signal's not strong enough from the remote to yeah. sense the key. And I've seen it. So, yeah, so if I if I had a dollar for every time I rolled up to break into somebody's car so they could drive home, and they told me, well, they told me that the car wasn't supposed to lock itself if the key was inside. Right. <laughs> well, obviously it has. Right. So, so even with, me. yeah, even with this technology, you know, it's it's amazing um, how you know, just you know, this the I, I remember driving all the way to Mesquite, so maybe an hour, and the car's running, everybody's standing around the car, it's hot outside, you know, and I raced down there as quickly as I could get there, and they'd been outside for almost an hour trying to get into this um, Dodge truck, and it was literally had a proximity remote and I drive up and I pop the thing open in 30 seconds and they walk, he walks in, opens up the little console and down inside the console was his keys. And as soon as he pulled them out, the, the cards automatically unlocked. Yep. <laughs> so, there you go. So that was just one example. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, um, needless to say, opening a home is something that can be done also uh, by a locksmith and can be done very quickly. And there are, the same kinds of preventative things can be done there where you have an extra key that you give to a neighbor, different things like that, so that you can get into your house if you happen to forget your keys. Um, Jeremy, is there anything else that we should cover before we uh, conclude the yeah, interview? One, yeah, one thing on the on the home side things, there's a lot of sophisticated locks out there. But the one thing that... Uh, throughout all of these sophisticated locks is they require batteries to back them or batteries to operate them. And these batteries can fail at any time. You don't know, depending on how many uses that lock has had, um, you know, those batteries can fail, it, you know, if, uh, if they're used a lot. And so what we recommend is here at Zippy is making sure you have a backup key for that. Because even when you're punching in those codes, you know, you don't know when that thing's not going to have enough juice to power it. So it's really, really advantageous to have a key somewhere, you know, that you've, you know, mm-hmm. stored for <laughs> for just that yeah, much I, emergency. Absolutely. I can add, add to that that not only is the use of it, and a lot of the locks won't tell you that the batteries are going down, but we have a lot of folks in this environment, in St. George area, where the lock doesn't get used and the batteries are just sitting there for months and sometimes even years at a time. The batteries go dead, and the owner is living somewhere else. They come down here to their vacation home. The batteries are dead, and they can't get in the house because mm-hmm. they were just going to punch in the code. They didn't bring a key. So it is important. It's really handy, so convenient to be able to just punch in a code to go in the house or even use your uh, cell phone to unlock the door. But the problem is, what if the batteries fail? Um, yeah. So that backup key is just invaluable. And that's yeah. what a spare key for a lock like that is usually somewhere in the neighborhood of about ninety nine cents to a buck and a half. Yeah, maybe exactly. 250. <laughs> right, right. Cheap insurance, very cheap insurance, right there. Very so, cheap. The the last thing I'd add is also um, a lot of people use um, a product called WD forty to lubricate their locks, mm-hmm. and we yeah. recommend not using that 
as a lubricant because over time, WD-40 leaves uh, like a sticky residue, and that can cause binding and all kinds of other problems with the locks. And um, so we use a product called Houdini, and it is a fantastic product. We've been using it for, I think, about 10 years now, and um, we've had absolutely amazing results with this product. Sorry, stuff. It is. Yeah, I've had that experience as well. Well, Jeremy, one more time, if you could let folks know if they have questions, how to get a hold of you and where they can go for information. Okay, so um, you can go. Our website is the best way to get a hold of us. Um, sometimes I'm not available on my, uh, you know, to be able to take that call. And But if you go to ZippyLocks, Z-I-P-P-Y-L-O-C-K-S dot com, ZippyLocks dot com, and you can go down to the right corner, and there's a little icon. You can click on that. That pops up a little message box to me, and I can I can uh, chat with you right there about any questions you may have about products or just questions in general about locksmithing. I'm happy to help out that way. Um, and then you can call us if you want to leave a message, or you know, oftentimes during the working day I'm taking calls, so I will take your call. But it's at four two five two two four five five seven five is our main number. So, fantastic. I really appreciate you giving me the time. Thank you, Tim. And that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. Practical bits and tips on locksmithing and avoiding locksmith emergencies. Thanks for listening, and catch us on our next episode. That's an ounce for now. Thanks for listening and subscribing to this podcast. Listen again for more information, ideas, and wisdom, an ounce at a time. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.